Oh, we're back. We're live. Yeah, we live. We live. Yeah, we live. My my wife is doing her hair. She's putting protein what, treatment. Protein treatment. What, what? Explain. It's a protein treatment. Well, how do you get protein in your hair? It's a protein treatment. It's a secret. She got Negro secrets <laughs> for her hair, and I can't tell y'all. I was planning to tell everyone, but I didn't know. It was one of those Negro secrets. And I'm not going to get beat up by black people because I'm giving away the Negro secrets. Basically. Right. So I got my son. He's back in the apparatus. He don't do well on the floor. He destroys everything. That's what he does. He's he's the god of destruction. I don't know the name of that god. His name is Sebastian. That's the name of that god. God of destruction. Sebastian. Uh... I was just watching this, you know, I seen it on Facebook, it was like a a clip from a show. Uh, I just found out the clip came from American Gods, and in the clip, black guy in a suit, had a nice zoot suit. Uh, he was talking to a bunch of slaves. I imagine he's one of the American Gods, and he went to convince these slaves to, you know, burn the ship down. And, uh, you know, kill the Dutch motherfuckers. You know, and he said, you know, and, as, and he the, puts it. as he puts it, and the dude was like, but if we burn the ship, we'll, we'll die too. And he was like, you, you dumb already, motherfucker. You already dead. <laughs> you already dead. You know, he's like, you finna be subjugated for hundreds and hundreds of years. He's like, and after your subjugation, they still gonna be shooting and hanging you to this very day. Literally to this very day. We are, <laughs> you know. We all living proof. And that was... I don't know, like, it's been, black is popular now. We see the surgeons in, like, black movies uh, with a focus on the slave era. Underground, Roots came back out, the Nat Turner movie, you know, 12 Years a Slave. You got all these references. You know, even just the reference in American Gods, you see that reference to, you know, slavery in, in the media and stuff like that. And with a lot of the slave movies, you know, even Django, you know, there there's the call to like revolution. I kind of felt like that while I was watching Roots. I don't know. It's kind of like a mixed signal because it's like, oh, fight back, but then it's the other signal that's saying like, just pray. You know, pray. You know, that was the that was like the. Uh, it's it's kind of like the uh, the Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah and no, because Martin Luther King, he had tactics. He did things. He didn't just sit back and pray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was just peaceful, which was so strategic because we could never win to this very day. Could never win an outright physical contact, physical conflict with the American government. Right. If all the black men in America got together, the black men and women and children got together and we raised the army, armed ourselves to the T and went to war for our freedom in America. They would they would stop. They would bring the soldiers back from all the other countries. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, they would. They we we would die and those who survive that'll probably give them good reason to reintroduce slavery. They're like, I told you you can't trust these niggas. No niggas. You, you know what I'm saying? So that was the mo that was the brilliance 
of Martin Luther King. He's like, we got to do this peacefully because if we fight back, we could fight back, but that's just going to give them reason to destroy us, which they could. And uh, unknowingly, I mean, it's not unknown. It's a common fact, but a lot of people don't realize that Malcolm X, when he left the Brotherhood and he traveled, he did his pilgrimage, he came back, he left, he was going to join Martin Luther King because he realized, like, the message he was yeah. given was kind of skewed. So, and that's when they both got clapped. And so, I guess somebody was paying attention. Like, we can't let these niggas, look, you know, link up. Basically. <laughs> you know. And that's crazy and that's sad. But, I don't know. It's just like... Because I said this, I was like, man. I, if I was a slave, what would I do? I'd probably get killed. Yeah. You know, I feel like kill, get killed, and die an honorable, no, and die honorable death. That's what I was saying, you know. Kill, eventually get killed, and die an honorable death. I, I, I would have died. If they brought me over, I would have died. Let me tell you, I'm not being raped or nothing. You know, versus, you know, just, you know, praying and hope. But somebody told me, like, yeah, if they would have killed and got killed and died, you know. I would have still been born. I we, would probably have been born. We we wouldn't be here. I would still be born. How? The people that actually led to our lineage wouldn't be here. But your spirit would have manifest somewhere yeah, else. Somewhere else. <laughs> I'm, I'm too great of a spirit now, too. Oh. Yeah, so I guess, I don't know. But even in that note, it's kind of like, like the Dalai Lama, he's, he, he spoke of humanity as like a single entity. And he said that all the horrific things in history, you know, is part of our, like, basically our evolution. You, you know, I guess it's the price to pay for progress. Because still none of this would be here if slavery never happened. And then America wasn't around. Hitler would have won <laughs> the war, the world wars, and we'll all be in trouble. I don't know. That that's just stupid. But uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, and it's just crazy. We we still like dealing with certain situations today. And it's very tricky today because I also watch a lot of stuff, listen to a lot of talks of like people who I don't believe are racist, but they have these arguments to like undermine the existence of racism, you know, and they have different, you know, it's different definitions for racism. When I looked up racism on dictionary.com, it didn't speak about the definition that I've known for my black elders is not the same definition they gave me. It was more the lines of like anyone who shows hatred or plots against anyone for you know. It's just focused on hatred towards a, someone of another race or of an entire race. Mm -hmm. Where the definition my elders gave me was hatred on a systemic level. They call that racism. They saying hatred that affects an entire race.
Right. You know, and so I I watch a lot of talks where people will counteract that argument. That it's like that's not the real definition of racism. And it's all about the idea that combating the idea that black people can't be racist, <laughs> which I don't think is true. The sad part is when you do give black people power and they do become agents of racism, mm -hmm. it's typically against other black people. Vocally, they'll be racist against white people, but in practice, they practice racism against their own people. Explain that. Okay. They say, so let's use the argument from our black elders. Okay. To be a racist, you have to have a position of power. And you have to, you know, have the prejudice to go along with it and use your power against people to be a racist. Right? Mm -hmm. So, if you talk, let's use, a, let's use, let's say, a professor of school. You know what I'm saying? So typically, if you talk to them about racism, you know what I'm saying, they got something to clap back against the system, white establishment. They got a lot of vocal things to say against white people. So they might seem vocally racist. But a lot of them, you watch they practice, who do they practice racism against, who do they uh, prevent opportunity from, who they block opportunity from is other black people. Yeah. And I'm not making that up. And a lot of us have those experiences, especially a lot of us from the hood. When we try to better ourselves and we go into these different spaces, we have that experience. The number one person hating on you, the number one person blocking you, is that black person who has a little bit of power. Who's Yeah, I took a little break, but as I was saying, and, and that's what it is. Because, like, even with the classical, uh, even with the. I'm not going to say the classical definition. I'll say the definition given to me by black people. And then I'm not going to say the definition white people use. Even though that's what it is. That's the definition I got from like dictionary.com. Did the definition change? You know because I've heard people. You know white people say that, that was, that's not the definition of racism. But definitions change. Is that the classical definition of racism? You know like ain't. Ain't wasn't a word 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now it is. You can look it up in the dictionary. You can look up dictionary.com, press ain't, and it'll explain it to you. Mm -hmm. It became a word because in active languages and living languages, things that are used frequently by enough people, they become words. They become part of the language. Like won't wasn't a word 15, 20 years ago. Now it is. Now you can type in won't. And your text and Google will pop it up like it's a word, you know. And I assume they've assigned definition to won't, would not. But, so is it the same case with racism? You know, I, I've never done it, sadly, but I've never opened up a Webster dictionary and looked up racism. Maybe I should go to the library and find an old dictionary, you know, make sure it's dated back and see what I can find. It probably won't be in there. And we think about the word racism, you know, who coined the phrase? Where did it come from? And I know for a fact it has to be a new word. You know, the word racism, I don't know if it was how, you know, I guess we were segregating races 
almost as far back as you know slavery itself. Mm -hmm. But how old is that word? You know, me myself, like even as a kid, like yeah, you heard the terminology racism, yes. but I don't know how how far back it goes. You know, that's, that's just some research we had to do. Yeah. I feel like it's a fairly new concept, though. And and to just, like, and maybe it's another concept we got to define better, you know. But to, I don't know, for white people to try to use that definition to... What's the word I'm looking for? To uh, I don't want to say excuse or justify, or even to placate, but to pretend like racism isn't around, yeah. and for even for black people to use that definition to say that there aren't brothers and sisters who aren't the enemy, because it's like, like I explained to my brother, like the Matrix. It's like the Matrix. And anytime anybody shake their face and turn into an agent, white or black, and there's a lot of agents of racism who aren't right, who people it, are it, who it, racism just don't stop at white and black. It don't. But why is it white and black? It's a good reason why when you talk about racism, we talk about white and black. I, I'm waiting for you to ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's because racism is real. It has a racial hierarchy. And white and black are literally the ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not talking about ec economics. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about population numbers. We're talking about racial hierarchy. Meaning, you can be poor than me, but I'm black, but racially... I'm at, always at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can be a white man poorer than me, but you're higher on the totem pole racially. I might be higher economically or even socially, but racially, no. What does that mean? That means, you know, those who view things through the lens of race see me as less human. White is most human. And everybody else is in between. Who who's second? <laughs> Can anybody guess that? Asians. Asians. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> Asians. Asians are number two. Why do I feel confident saying this? It's because an Asian woman told me so. Let me give you the context. Literally, I was at a people of color color blah leadership meeting in the town I lived in. I was involved in the community. I was the youngest person there and various people of color showed up. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American. We had everybody but Middle Easterns, you know. So we're there and we're talking the talk. And a woman of Japanese descent, she stood up and she says she hates how Asians are put forth as the race that all the other ethnicities should strive to be 
next to white people. You know, you can't be white. You don't want to be black. But if you're trying to climb this racial ladder, you know, we like to prop up Asians, so to speak. You know, here's our example of those who do a good job of, you know, trying to be white. And it's it's a very interesting thing. It's a lot of stuff we don't talk about, like, you know, racial hierarchies and how social economic hierarchies like are responding to that, you know, and to that dynamic in society. And how it and, and how it plays out in foreign countries, because this is a global thing. So like people of in darker skin in other countries that aren't even black, but they're Darker. basically they're treated like that because it's not about ethnicity, you know, it's not about true ethnicity or nationality, it's racial, meaning it's based on skin color, <laughs> basically, which is weird because they're trying to say it's different, oh, it's, it gets all mixed up. What's the difference between race and ethnicity, you know? Is race real? Is ethnicity real? Is it the same thing? No, it's not. You know, I think ethnicity speaks to your heritage, your bloodline, where race assigns you based, you know, on your color. Because whenever I meet a white person, if I befriend them, the first thing I ask them is, what's your nationality? Because the fact that you're white that's like an illusion. I want to know the reality of you. What's your nationality? You know, are you German? Are you European, Spanish? Are you Italian, English? Where do your people come from? And a lot of times, a lot of white people, even especially young ones, they can tell me. They're like, yeah, I'm part French and this and that. And, and it, I don't know, and that strikes me because I can't, I can't someone say, hey, you're black. And he's like, yeah, I'm black. And they say, okay, what are you really? You know, are you Somalian? You South African? Are you Kenyan? What is, you know, I can't, I, I don't know. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Cause you, cause you, you do look Middle Eastern. I look Middle Eastern. Yeah. I'm black, son. He tell me, I'm Egyptian. That's why I look Middle Eastern. I'm high up on Africa. <laughs> no. So you East African? I'm East African? No, I'm I don't know. I'm from Chicago. As far as back as my lineage goes. So I can say my ethnicity is Chicago. Um all my family is from uh my mom's side is from Michigan. Yeah. No, Mississippi. My man, I'm Mississippi. sorry, Mississippi. <laughs> My mom told me how people came from Louisiana. I, I told you when I first met you, I said, Donnie, I see Creole. Okay. When I first met you, I said Creole. Maybe that's why I look Middle Eastern, huh? Creole, I got that Creole, Creole in me. Creole is more towards the French side. No, I'm saying a lot of times when you mix black and white, what do they look like? Middle Easterns. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> Not all. I'm just saying, on average. Because I know a lot of mixed people 
that looks just like black. I, mean, I understand, black I understand that. It's some, I'm just saying. Yeah, so think about it like this. Like, when I say black and white make Middle East, where is the Middle East located? In between Africa and Europe. So above the Middle East, Europe. Below it is Africa. So in between, you got that mix of people. Boom. History's on my side. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't it make sense? Everybody came out of Africa. People settled everywhere from Europe in between. And the people in between Europe and Africa, what do they look like? Okay. Mix of white and black. Like, then, then, then like, I got, like, white friends that's from Europe. That would get they, it's like a little racist between Caucasians too though. That's that's ethnic shit. That these two ethnicities don't like each other. Like, but when it comes to racial shit, they together because they all white. <laughs> that's the difference. That's what I'm saying. There's a difference between race and ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? Because slavery always existed between ethnicities. You had different ethnicities in Africa that would enslave each other. But it became racial when Europeans turned slavery into a global industry. Right. Slavery was cultural. Even though people made money from slavery, it was, it was like a cultural practice. Like some people joined up for slavery out of poverty. They're like, hey, I'd rather come live and work with you. And some people were treated well. They would opt for being a servant. Versus living poor and on the street, you know. Yeah. Then you got a lot of... I think it's interesting how Asian cultures, you know, treated quote-unquote slavery or servants. Like, they twisted it so that it seemed like an honorable thing. It was yeah. an honorable thing to have my family serve a more prominent family, you know, for all existence. Like, it's... It's an honor to serve master so-and-so. And all my sons and daughters will be born just to have that honor. You know. And in India, they had the caste system. So anybody that was born a servant, you were destined to be a servant your entire life. Hopefully, in the next life, you'll be born in a different caste. There was no moving up in society. Yeah, that's me kissing my son. He hates it. He turns away. You want to get down? Hmm? You want to get down and destroy stuff? You haven't destroyed in like an hour. You took a little nap. You rested? You ready to terrorize? I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. I say the only way to get away, get rid of racism, is to get rid of racism. But then, will I give up being black, you know, with all the culture and traditions that come with being black? To give up, you know, to, do, to I, do away with racism? If if my kid can live in a place where he doesn't feel below anyone because of something he cannot change on himself, I wouldn't mind giving you, up. You wouldn't mind giving I know a lot of people who would. I do too. Especially, especially, especially older. Especially white people. You think? Could, oh yeah. Could they be the main ones? You screaming like, let's all just be human beings. But would you give up being hey, baby, white? Baby, go give me some more. Two. You know? Mm -hmm. Would they? Yeah. 
I don't know. It's 50 50? Maybe. I think it's more like 75 25. I think a lot of people be bluffing. Because I feel like America is a place where we've all been indoctrinated into a racist system. Meaning we all have the potential to be racist. And a lot of us, we re-educated ourselves and like purged that shit out. Yeah. You know. But if you can get the average person of any ethnicity, ethnicity behind closed doors in America and get them talking about other races, they're going to say some racist shit. Yeah. You know. That's just keeping it real. But when they come out in public, everything switches up. Everything fine and dandy. Yeah. And that's because that's just... The American system. That's what our whole you know, country has been built on. 